Welcome to this episode of Law Girl. I'm Jasmine Dea coming to you from my personal injury law firm, JD & Co., located in Midtown Toronto. Today, I'll discuss something that I have been feeling known as mother guilt. As a working mom, I've always had a bit of that feeling when I work long hours instead of spending as much time with my children as perhaps some of my friends or as society sort of expects me to. Some of you may know what I'm feeling, but this feeling has been amplified since COVID-19 and I'm actually spending more time with my three kids than I ever have. For those of you that have been feeling this way in recent weeks, I hope that hearing my story will make you realize that you are not alone. Let's take a look back at when this all started. Monday, March 16th, my three kids ages 8, 10, and 14 were still on March break. My younger two were supposed to be at a March break camp, but it was canceled because of the virus. My kids were really disappointed as my husband had signed them up for some fancy and slightly overpriced basketball camp, but it is what it is, is what I keep telling them. I told my two daughters that they would be coming to the office with me. They were excited initially, but the novelty wore off pretty quick. I'm used to arriving at the office early and I was determined at that point to stick to my regular schedule which meant that on this particular March break, they would have to be waking up early, uh, something they weren't used to doing. I packed breakfast and lunch and they packed their snacks and activities. We drove to the office while it was still dark and cold out. Upon arrival at the firm, my younger one would suddenly get this burst of energy. I don't know why. And she would ask me question after question after question. Every day was the same thing. My kids would get bored as they expected me to entertain them, which I couldn't do as I was trying to work. I would get upset at them because I told them that they had everything in the office that they needed. Computers, Wi-Fi, televisions, as well as their own devices. They had access to a full kitchen at my practically empty office. By midday, they would be watching their iPads, lethargic and bored. After two days of this, I told them we needed to create a schedule. They each had an hour of Spanish because I'm on a mission for them to learn the language while they're on March break and during this pandemic. Um, they seem to be p picking it up pretty well, but uh, let's continue. So they had an hour of screen time. They had to write in their journal. They had to read and they had to do a math activity. I also found an online kids short documentary site and my older daughter would watch those videos and then have to write about that. That schedule lasted about two days. So now we're at Friday of week one. By Friday, they were calling my husband every five minutes, begging Fun Dad to pick them up from my office. But Fun Dad wasn't having fun himself. He was at his work trying to keep things afloat. I hated seeing them so miserable, but I was also annoyed that they weren't happy when they had everything that they could possibly want. I felt badly that this was not the March break that they wanted or were used to having, um, and I was stressed about everything. I told them that despite the pandemic, I still had to pay the bills for the firm and for our home, and I needed to work. I felt stressed every night that week for not getting enough work done and upset at myself for being short with them to find something to do and be quiet. I also found myself giving my kids lectures about how when I was their age, my parents didn't entertain me. We had toys, a television, and a backyard, and my brother and I would make our own fun. My parents were not expected to make fun for us. So that was the first. The pandemic was declared. My staff of 15 had shrunk significantly. Non-essential businesses were told to close. The coronavirus was being tracked with daily numbers. 
I was watching the news almost all day in the background of whatever work I was trying to do. First was Mayor Tory, followed by Prime Minister Trudeau at 11, Governor Cuomo at noon, Premier Ford in the afternoon, and then who could resist President Trump at 7 for some real shock and awe moments. I was trying to occupy my children and not doing a good job of it. And by the night, I was exhausted, irritated that I had not finished enough work, upset at myself for failing as a mother, overall just frustrated, and add to that every negative adjective. By week two, I decided that things needed to change. It had been announced that the kids would not be going back to school after March break. That second week, my mother guilt increased. How could I drag them to the office every day and get upset at them for being so unhappy? They too were going through stress in their life and they could not fully explain it. They had no camp, no school, didn't get to see their friends, didn't get to go anywhere, didn't get to do anything. They were stuck at home and while we are blessed with a nice home and a backyard for them to play in, unlike many people, it's still a big change for them. I felt badly for them and truly worry about how this pandemic and the social isolation will impact our children in the future. That week their online learning started. I made sure their laptops, iPads, iPhones, everything was up and running. I managed to finally figure out how to set up the printer in our house that had been sitting there for the last couple of years. I decided that I had to change my schedule so that I could be a better mom. I would stay home with the kids in the morning, make them breakfast and lunch and clean up after them while trying to work remotely. I would make dinner and then my husband would come home and I'd go to the office. But going back to my kids, my son put it succinctly. He said, it's like they took away everything fun about school and just left us with the learning. My middle child, who is a little bit of a perfectionist, burst out crying one day and refused to tell me why initially. Finally, I learned that her laptop was too slow for what she needed for in her class. I called my IT guys and the same day she had a new Chromebook. I felt like I'd scored some points to make up for the prior week where I I was dragging them to the office. Aside from that little episode, my kids were so much happier at home. They felt comfortable. So my husband would come home around four or five. I would make dinner and leave after that to go to the office. Then I would work from about seven until my eyes were heavy. That lasted the second week and then the arguments with my husband started. I cannot be a full-time mom, teacher, housekeeper while working as a full-time lawyer from home as best I can and go to the firm thereafter to do more work. I'm stressed and exhausted and miserable. I have zero fun and don't even have my firm as my happy place anymore. I'm also not getting enough done. That was basically what I was saying to my husband. I won't tell you his version because this is not his podcast, but he definitely has his own version. Obviously, I still needed to make some changes. That weekend, so this is after week two, I went to my office and picked up an extra monitor, an external keyboard, and a mouse. I ordered the cable to connect the laptop to my screen and figure that part out. As I said, I connected the printer that had been sitting in our home for years. I added a charging station for all my iPhone and iPad and all the, the new devices that I ordered, such as the AirPods. Yes, I finally got AirPods so all my friends and my kids that stare at me in the plane and at the gym will have to find something else to make fun of me for. I moved an old desk from the basement to the corner of my family room close to the kitchen so that I could make meals and work more easily. I have a home office already, but it's more of a library and it was not conducive to doing work, not for prolonged periods of time. There's no windows, just an enclosed room that is tucked away from everyone and everything. 
The point is that I created a useful workspace that I could actually get more done in. In a part of the house that I could walk to the kitchen, I could get other tasks done, I could multitask. Week three was better. The kids were used to online learning. They didn't love it, but they were used to it. The courts announced that they would be doing more electronically. I had a proper workspace at home, which I'm probably going to leave even after we get to go back to things as usual or somewhat usual. The arguments with my husband subsided and I've learned to use my weekends to organize and clean the house with my family. Breathe. I was adjusting. We are now in week four. I felt like I had adjusted. I felt like I was adjusting. And then they announced another month of this. I have been so thankful for the extra time, but seriously, another month? Yes, I had that thought and then felt immediately guilty for having that thought when so many people have worse situations. People do not have money to buy food. People do not have money to pay rent. Frontline workers are overworked and fear illness every day. People are sick. People are dying. People will continue to die from this virus. And here I was irritated that I couldn't see my friends and couldn't go to restaurants for another month. What is wrong with me? I asked myself. Does any of this sound familiar? You're not alone. We've had our lives turned upside down and it happened overnight. The fact that we recognize that we are wrong in our immediate reaction shows that we are in fact of good character and simply just real people adjusting to this new world. Breathe and focus on the positive. I'll be working on more projects to feel proud of and spend more time with my kids than I have in their entire lives, which is special and would not have happened in any other situation. It's all good. It will be all good. We are in fact living through a part of history that people will talk about in the years and even centuries to come. Breathe and focus on the positive. Signing off, Jasmine Dea, Law Girl.